Welcome to the Karata Podcast, a podcast that takes 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Filling in for Dan Primack, I'm Kim Hart. On today's show, Tesla's soaring growth and the top destinations for those who are moving. But first, we look at how the overhaul of an obscure banking law is dividing Wall Street, Congress, and community activists. The Community Reinvestment Act became law in 1977 as a way to address redlining and banks' refusal to lend money to people in areas they deemed quote-unquote risky. Per Axios reporter Courtney Brown, the law mandates that banks can't just take deposits from lower-to-middle-income communities. They have to put money back into those neighborhoods by way of home loans and other types of investment. But in the decades since the law was passed, it has come under scrutiny and many agree it needs overhauls. However, the proposed changes from the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency are being pushed by the office's head, Joseph Odding, a Trump appointee who was the CEO of One West Bank. One West Bank was founded by Steven Mnuchin. Complicating matters and motivations, both Mnuchin and Odding have said their personal experience in banking is motivating their desire to see the law changed. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper on this with Axios Marcus reporter Courtney Brown. But first, this. Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech, from the Valley to D.C. Subscribe to Get Smarter Faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. Joining us now from New York is Axios Markets reporter Courtney Brown. Thanks for chatting with us, Courtney. Thank you for having me, Kim. So what are the primary concerns that lawmakers like Maxine Waters have about the specific overhauls being proposed by Odding? This is a big proposal. It's massive. It's over 200 pages long. The key sticking point between lawmakers and community groups is whether or not the changes being proposed by Odding will lead to more or less money going into low to middle income communities. And what's going to be the quality of the investments that banks are making? For instance, will banks be able to pass the CRA exam with less effort? Than, than they would have been able to do in the past. And how is that going to impact folks in the community? So what stance has the Fed taken on this? Do they have a position? And will it matter to Odding if he can't get the Fed on the same page? This is really interesting. We were a little bit unclear what the Fed was going to do. You know, the key spokesperson at the Fed on the Community Reinvestment Act gave a big speech earlier this month and kind of laid out where the Fed stands. And, you know, the main takeaway was that the Fed doesn't see a rush here. The Fed agrees that CRA needs to be updated. In fact, most people agree that CRA needs to be updated. It was a law that was passed 40 years ago. The state of banking has obviously changed. It's way more mobile now than it was then, obviously. And so, their stance is just, if we're going to make a change to this critical law, like, let's slow down. Let's take our time. And, you know, Chairman Jerome Powell gave a press conference yesterday on a different topic on the interest rate decision. But he was asked about the Community Reinvestment Act. And, you know, he said that the Fed is going to take their time. And it's unclear whether the Fed will put out its own proposal. But what he said was, it's important that all of the banking regulatory agencies are on the same page about this. Got it. I see. And so going to another topic that you've written a lot about in the past, could this impact smaller community banks or minority owned banks that have already been seeing their own challenges? And how would the CRA overhaul impact the larger landscape of financial services available to those communities? Well, I think we should go back to the primary purpose of why CRA was enacted back in 1977, right? I mean, redlining was running rampant. So folks in these communities that couldn't get credit. They were blocked from advancing in society. You know, you can't get a mortgage. You can't, you know, get a loan to start a small business. And some of these minority banking institutions 
benefit from this law as well. You know, I wrote a story a while ago about how there are fewer and fewer minority banks, and that's problematic, some people say, because they feel a connection with these financial institutions. And so if this law changes, that would definitely impact them as well. Thank you so much, Courtney. I appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely. Final two after this. There is more news out there than ever before, but these days, it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the ProRata Podcast. Now it's time for my final two. First, the sharp spike you see in Tesla's stock price is thanks to the company's earnings, where it reported a $105 million fourth quarter profit and offered an optimistic view of the year ahead. Why it matters, per Axios's Ben Geeman, is that while Elon Musk likes to drive controversy, the trajectory of the world's largest electric vehicle seller matters a lot for the technology's wider adoption. But battery cell production is the biggest potential hurdle to growth, and Musk has made it clear that increasing that capacity is the top priority going forward. Second, Americans are moving at the lowest rates since the Census Bureau began tracking domestic relocations in 1947. Last year, fewer than 10% of Americans moved to a new place. A new project from the rental search platform Apartment List pulls together piles of data to show where renters in every U.S. metro are moving to and from. The top destinations for those leaving New York are Boston and Miami, and people moving to New York are primarily coming from Washington, D.C. and Philly. Nearly a fifth of renters moving to San Francisco hail from San Jose, and the same share of those who leave the city are headed to San Jose. Chicago residents are moving from New York and moving to Indianapolis. You can explore more of the data on Axios.com. And we're done. My thanks to producers Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven. As Dan would say, have a great National Croissant Day. 